Hello, hello. Welcome to the New Human Podcast. I'm Jasmine Sterling. And I'm Sarah Powell. And we very much welcome you to this beautiful hour where we're going to be talking about what it is to live in 5D as we are here in this 3D dimension and this 3D reality right now. And there's a whole new world, a whole new way of living, a whole new mindset, a whole new spirit that we can embody and we do embody as we are going and moving into these higher dimensions. So we're going to go ahead and talk about what it is to be living this 3D life and also what it is to be going into the 5D and living that reality at the same time, because this (laughs) is what we're actually doing and accomplishing right now. So... Absolutely. Right. And, so as, and as when you were saying living in this 3D reality, I'm like, I, I don't know, we're completely there. I think we are in both at different times. And ultimately, we exist in all of the dimensions at once, yet we can't comprehend what the rest of them are, um, the higher ones, when we understand the lower ones. We can't comprehend what they are with our perceptions of how we understand ourselves to exist. And what we use, like the five senses and some more, to uh, manifest and navigate the world we live in. So I feel like uh, we're flipping back and forth and there's so many more and more. And there's so many beautiful moments that we are completely in this 5D reality and then, bam, (laughs) we're thrown back into the reality of... um, you know, this world that's getting more and more dystopian, it seems, as we as we go on. And, and you know, as we grow and as we change and, and morph into this new awareness, we basically transmute our energies. Um, every time we do that, we reach these new levels and we have to clear out the next level. So something might revisit us that, you know, you thought this thing, this habit, this situation was gone and there it is in another different way representing itself and then you're back in 3d you know just clearing that out to get to the other side and then bam you're in this beautiful state again well and there's these there's these different symptoms and these different experiences that are very common to us but unless we talk about them we wouldn't know how common they are so, I mean, bringing out the conversation of the different, the different things that we experience, these different, I call them aberrant loops, <laughs> these different experiences that we can have where we revisit as we bump up to another frequency. And it happens all the time. And so there'll be a lot of times where you're, you're just going about your day and then all of a sudden you'll feel something. It either feels really heavy or it was a, a situation you've been in many different times and it just feels very different there's some new quality about it maybe can't even put your finger on it but it's it's what i see is like you're going into another vibrational state or another frequency and you're experiencing it differently and you're like on the bottom of this new frequency pump it has to assimilate exactly you're assimilating this reality into this higher frequency and and it's more intense it's like um exclamation points because it's it's new 
And and it's a way, then it kind of slows and it mellows out and you absorb that. And then you, this is how we're like ascending. This is, this is our way of ascending and assimilating all of the different experiences that we're having right now. And it's funny, I was, I was talking right before we started recording. I said, yeah, I, I lived in 3D. And then I just realized, I said, no, wait, wow. I said lived. That was the most amazing Freudian slip. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, you know, right now, yeah, we, we are definitely, I think, above and beyond that many times because we're so multidimensional. But we're only focusing, we're only, in order to keep our sanity, really allowed to focus so much on what our present, what's what we need the most right now. We're going to get a chance to really be in that place, but it doesn't mean that we're not in a lot of other places at the same time as a soul or a spirit or whatever you want to call it. There's, we're multidimensional, but right now we need to be here and we need to be human here on our beautiful planet earth. We need to be human here. Evolving human. <laughs> and then collectively helping to raise our own frequency, taking that responsibility. And as we do that, we're collectively doing this together so that we can bring this heaven to earth, so that we can bring this frequency. This We all know, if we're listening in a part of this podcast, that we're here for this purpose. And there's something in us driving us to this heaven and earth type of experience and witnessing this dystopia around us can be really unnerving. And, and we want to be able to talk about the things that we can do um, our commonalities, uh, different ways that we can approach this different, um, you know, just have that conversation of this understanding that we're here together doing this and to, to keep that positive outlook because we do want to focus on what we want even while we're processing our emotions, even while we're processing our fears, that that's all part of it. But we need to still always remember that we want to focus on what we want. So this is what we're doing today. This is, this is going to be this show. <laughs> we're talking about. Okay. So I would just like to start off by saying um, that, you know, some of the biggest frustration and the most beautiful moments happen at the same time because when we're evolving and we're transmuting our energies and frequencies, we reach this experience, this peak state, whether it's being blasted into light or whether it's feeling peace or whether it's all these miracles showing up all at once and crazy synchronicities or claircognizance. And then you get this taste of it and you know what it's like and you know what's on the other side of this and as the next step, I'm not saying it's the only thing on the other side, but you can feel it and taste it. And it's so amazing and it's so enticing and you want to be in it at all times. And then bam, you're not. <laughs> and that's the process, but that's the frustration and acceptance that comes along with the growth. So it's, it's for me, it's always been learning um, and hanging on to that. And how do I bring that experience that I've had all the time? So I think as we start to evolve, we get a little taste of it. And you, you just start following that, right? And I think, you know, people who, and, and I haven't done psychedelics, so I don't um, necessarily speak from experience, but I understand that people have breakthrough moments 
and understanding the consciousness and not just understanding it, but experiencing oneness and beautiful consciousness. And then they want that all the time. And then they're doing psychedelics a lot more than, you know, ultimately that's not going to take you there permanently. So I believe that the things we want to talk about today will bring you into that state, not necessarily a psychedelic trip, (laughs) but will bring us more and more other than drugs and psychedelics. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not permanent. But we want to talk about the things that, you know, will help make that state permanent in each of us. So we can experience the oneness consciousness and we can experience the claircognizance and, um, miracles and well i'll tell you one thing a lot of times it happens without you wanting it or not wanting it at all like it just my experience lately i have been experiencing some ascension symptoms if you want to call it that i've just been dealing with a lot and it's been really intense on my nervous system and um it's been uncomfortable in that way although i know i'm fine i've gone through so many different things that i know i'm fine i'm very aware this is part of the gig, really surrendered to that. It's just, it's part of it. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling weird, but I'm going on a walk or I'm feeling weird, but I'm just doing my thing. And still the universe is giving me the synchronicities. It's showing me the numbers. I'm getting two, two, twos off the chain. Every time I turn around, it's 11, 11, 12, 12, two, 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 two. And, and I'm like, wow, I don't feel like I'm really in that flow. I don't feel like I'm really um, in this high, high vibe and high frequency yet. Right. The universe is letting me know that I am because that's how it talks to me. And right. it's trained me that way. I have learned to trust that because that's what I've seen over the years when it's showing me, no, you are on the right track. Yep. You're fine. <laughs> You're good. So it just, oh, man, I love it. Life always lets me know the more it's like decoding the language really, and, you know, so much. And, and when you decode that language, when you have that trust, because it's happened so many times, there's nothing to fear. There's like zero, um, nervousness. You just, okay, thank you. God, thank you. Life, life is talking to me and it's the coolest thing. So that, you know, even though I wasn't feeling all high and frequency and, you know, right. yay and, wow, I wasn't, but life was letting me know you are definitely on the right track because I was starting to have little slivers of, and eh, kind of like, oh, I don't want to, yep. you know, <laughs> just like, oh, uh, uh, I want to deal. This oh, is, I'm back here again. This is so beautiful, you know, yeah. whatever. So, but it let me know, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You're on the right track. I actually and, too have had a lot of yeah. that lately. Yeah. And thank you. It's like, Thank you. So I'm sure a lot of you guys have felt this very similar experience where the body really is having a hard time adjusting to these new bumped up frequencies because we are, we're going, we are deeper into the photon belt. Our, our planet is moving into more light. We, our DNA is changing to absorb more photonic light. Everything coming from the sun is giving our, you know, our DNA more light with these solar flares and such, we're getting bombarded with a new energy and it's a light-filled, information-filled energy, love-filled energy. And the body is just doing what it does and the mind's going to think what it does. But 
we have to remember that we are actually morphing and we are actually yeah. having ascension symptoms. And this is us letting you guys know this is all good because we're talking about it. We, we compare notes, <laughs> you know, us and our friends, we, we compare notes. So we kind of, yeah, just want to let and you I know. Think, I think something it. key to this is just recognize what is going on as it's happening and just surrendering to it. Let the process happen to you. Cause yeah. I think, you know, half this world doesn't think about awakening probably a lot more than that. Yet the entire consciousness of this planet is going to awaken together whether they like it or not That's right. and people are feeling it and they don't know what's happening and people are running to fear there's so much fear and people are running to narratives because there's so many narratives and you know the, our job is just to be still and to let it happen to us and to recognize it because then we don't put up the resistance then we put up less resistance um, and and I see that as part of you know, when we get into miracles, and I talk about often the five kinds of miracles, um, I, I, I always come to talk about these steering and flow, steering and guiding miracles, and that they're not fun miracles at all because they're not, you know, these beautiful synchronicities, and they're not these beautiful experiences and abundance and all this stuff. The universe is trying to budge us and it's trying to shake mm -hmm. us from our comfort and move us in a different direction and we resist we hang on for dear life to what we know and things we think we want and right, it's like safe right is comfort really good i mean i mean this is the thing is it really comfort or is it just a sleepiness yeah, sometimes you don't know any better so it's yeah. Not like yeah but we consider it maybe to be comfortable, but in reality we're not comfortable at all it's like looking exactly. i always take this this um Example of having a, like your cat, you, you need to bring them to the vet because they're, you're, they're sick, but they don't want you to get them. And you're like, please, I just want to, I want to take you because I need to take you so that you're going to feel better. Right. And they're right. like, you know, when you, they do not want to go. They do not get it. They're not going to get it. So that's we how we are probably, you know, exactly how we works at us. <laughs> yeah. We when don't I was feel good right now, you know? When I was we being, want you to feel good. You <laughs> feel good. Yeah. I was actually being pushed to the East Coast, and I was not ready to come. I was just, you know, I knew I'd come here at some point as my mom was aging, but when I came, I was not ready, and the universe was, like, booting me across the country, and I was kicking and screaming and putting up resistance, and just I was miserable, and I had PTSD, and all sorts of crazy stuff happened. But ultimately, you know, it was – perfect beyond perfect not only did the universe supply money along the way to keep it going it brought me a wonderful boyfriend it brought me a house in this most amazing area that I never even knew about it put me in a job that kept me safe through when everyone lost their jobs during the COVID crisis and it put me of course near my family where um it was critical I, it was critical I was here when I came my mind said no, but the universe was driving me here because that's where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I could see that the miracles were happening and I tried to be in surrender, but of course we want what we want. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, as I laugh at my ridiculousness, because that's what the mind is. Like I knew it was happening. I could see it happening. I was trying to go along with it, but I still 
put up resistance because I'm like, I'm not ready. I don't like it here. All these stupid things that really don't mean anything in the long run. Well, and that's, that's where meditation comes in. That's where that, that ability to be an observer, because if you, if you don't have that ability to observe when, when the mind is playing its game, if you don't have another place, another perspective where you can just sit back and be calm because that's what the observation does. It just witnesses right. and it will see, oh, what, who, what is this thing that's frantic or what is this thing that's really, you know, resistant or what is this thing? And it's, it's very simple to see it. And it's also very calming again to the nervous system, which I think is so critical right now as everything is so into the, uh, you know, there's, there's so much going on. So yeah. to be able to, to remove yourself from a, a, a consciously remove yourself from that state so that you have another place to be. And that is really important to, to glean that ability to observe because then you can surrender. It's very simple. You are surrendering. You are allowing life to, to take hold because life has a much, much bigger understanding, a much larger picture of, of your life. And it is doing every bending over backwards to help to nudge us into a, a much much better place yeah. a much higher understand and much grander more abundant loving peaceful place we ha- we learn to trust that in time you know but i mean but i trust it part of the 5d yeah i mean i completely think that is moving into the 5d realm because not only in that 5D realm, like, is there clear cognizance? Do we learn how to find information about different things? Because we're turning on other neural pathways in our body as we raise our frequencies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we learn to feel and sense on a different level. It's not just through our logic and through our reason, but it's through our energy field. And it's through our um, gut and through our heart. And, and it changes our DNA. I mean, it activates... <laughs> It activates more DNA, all of this stuff. It's amazing. So um, let's talk about coming into that observing state because there's there's subtleties, I think, and they're all important. And I know we're talking about being the observer and just watching what's going on around with you and taking a step back and, you know, kind of just waiting. I think that's a big one, finding that pause just taking a step back and going, Oh my God, I can't stand this. Or this is amazing. Regardless, whether it's good or bad, taking that step back and just pause. Yeah, and you don't have to act. Out. You don't have to act. You can just take a pause and, and let it happen when it feels better, when there's more clarity, you know, if you can, if you can take a pause and allow that clarity to, to, to be the predominant, you know, experience, you're going to get a much more clear uh, experience coming, you know, in your life. If you're constantly reacting out of the fear, then obviously there's going to be a much more fearful experience of life. So I think just, it just makes more sense. That's something that has always been, it's been pretty easy for me to, to just go into that place and just go, I'm not going to do anything right now. I don't know what to do. I'm going to do nothing until it feels right. And then always if when I do that, life will show me. That's this is the a critical good place one. to go. Yep. 
this is the way to go. Don't do anything until it, okay, got it. And it will show you like, you're right. It does. And I'm also like, it's when it feels right. And it's sometimes when I like, cause I'm used to operating that way when I can't feel anything into the future, I get, why can't I feel anything? What's wrong? What's wrong? (laughs) Right. And then you're just completely back in 3d and you're not, I think I am, but you're not, you just need to wait. You know, the entire world isn't rushing forward. Everything has to come together at the right time. So I think that learning to be still and learning, learning to find that pause is critical because, and we want, we want movement. We want constant movement. The thing that is so, but it's normal to have constant movement because really there's no such thing as time or space in this place it's just everything is constantly in that creative flow so if if there's that feeling of oh my god there's nothing moving there's no movement it feels horrifying it's like what's wrong i can't what's going on there's you know how there's that feeling of being so stuck and you know but when you're when you are in the flow that's not there at all so that's definitely one thing that it's easy to see yeah. when you're feeling stuck or bored. Hello, I don't feel like I've been bored in forever. I don't even know what that means anymore, but I hear people say it. I'm like, boring? Are you I know. Boring? <laughs> oh my God, I could use some boredom. Like, no, I can't even fathom boredom at this point. So, but it's, but you get used to this constant flow and it just feels so good to know that everything's in movement because you know that you're in, you're in the movement of life. You're in that energetic flow of life and it feels comforting and it feels really good. Like everything is going to be perfect. So that's when I, one thing I know, if I'm starting to feel like, Ooh, there's a stagnation, something is off. I am not in, I am not in the the 5d at that point. I know that's very 3d mentality it's a very 3d state boredom or talk about that because everyone's been at home for two years with covid and people are finally moving out and about within the past four to six months right and i think that's really been critical transformation time for people because they had to be home for two years most of two years and Hopefully everyone didn't just binge on Netflix and, you know, (laughs) um, hopefully it gave us time for more introspection and gave us more time. And I really feel like for me, the past couple of years was just a nesting, a sheltering to come deeper into myself, deeper into my beingness. It gave me time to work on my projects that were of course, creative flows of energy, um, it gave me time to work on some books, which is, you know, how I want to step forth and contribute to the world. And I think, you know, it's helped people get, they'll, they'll feel, feel loneliness. I know a lot of people didn't do well. And I know a lot of people, some people didn't survive it. And there were increased alcohol and suicides and things like that. And that's, horrible but I think for a lot of people and and that's without a judgment right because ultimately if there there is no judgment we we all do the best we can with what we're given and what we are with our in, in within this incarnation but I think it's given people time and a new perspective on what's important like I think a lot of people have come out of it worried less about the external, worried less about having the latest shoes or the latest jacket or knowing, going to see the latest movies or going to listen to the latest band. 
and have gone to that deeper place in themselves and said, you know, we've been so focused on the external world. Is that so important? Do I need all of these things? I've heard so many people just go, I don't need all the things I've had. And I didn't even realize it until I slowed down and stopped. So I think that's actually been incredibly difficult and helpful at the same time. It's 2020 vision, 2020. Yeah. Very, very interesting how it was 2020 that all of this came <laughs> forth. And so, and so here we are. Now we've got hindsight, not just 2020, but now we've got the hindsight. And that introspection, that introspective period was like a kind of a metamorphosis, right? So yeah, all in a little there was, there was, now we're stepping yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like been in chrysalis form so that we could actually become who we are more, you know, if we if we're constantly having to be in the 3D where you just, you know, you wake up, you go to work, you eat, you you get home, you have dinner, you go to bed, wake up, you go to work, you eat, mm-hmm. you know, and then and then pretty soon it's you have a family and then and then all of a sudden you retire and then, and then you die. And then it's like, okay, so there's this thing and it's, but what is that? I mean, if most of us at this point have all really, really questioned this paradigm, this, this narrative of what it is that we are supposed to be doing to, to be acceptable. Once you start stepping out of that and Hey, COVID was great for that. That, that, that narrative was excellent to help us break through onto something else it wasn't the most positive thing to break out into but it worked and you know collectively I guess that's kind of what it took it's exactly what it took whether it's a from a negative standpoint or a positive standpoint collectively everything is going to evolve us into something greater and higher frequency because it's just the way it all works so when you look at it like that it's it served its purpose and then we learn from it right yeah and i think it's also helped people as they come into more stillness in that space i know everyone was glued to their news sets and things like that and but then you just see how ridiculous the narrative has gotten how monochromatic the narrative has gotten the mainstream narrative has gotten and how um you know, my mom, even my mom is going, Oh, I said, look, I said, both sides politics. I said, I don't trust any of it right now. There's, there's none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. And even she was just like, you're right. None of it makes sense. And I, that was the first time in what, four years, five years. And that we got that same experience. Yeah. It's awesome. Because it's brought, it's brought everything more to a neutral place so that now people can connect more from their hearts as opposed to, you know, whatever the thing is that's been being thrown on us. Now that you can step back and people can love each other more again without that narrative being, you know, forced on you. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, okay. people are realizing they don't, they're not signed on to that narrative anymore. And while they might have been to some degree, I think everyone's pretty much stepped back from it. And they said, no, no, this isn't the world we want to live in. And fear has gotten people further into the narrative. And and that's something we all need to watch out for. But how, you know, creating the world we want to live in, um, which is creating the next evolvement of the human golden age, um, the new earth, thousand years of peace. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all been prophesized, you know, it's all. Yeah. And, and I think that's everyone has decided coming out of the past few years, less input, more silence. I, I think that's critical. And I just, you know, on a daily basis, we're, and I see this with myself, I get, I go to bed late at night because I'm still consuming content because I'm learning something or I'm following up on something. And, and you know, you're never, if the mind is always full, there's no room for more. <laughs> and we need to have, ensure that we have a practice to empty that. So, you know, from a very tangible, practical level, Turn, turn off the media, provide time for silence, provide time for meditation, provide time for long walks with no oh, music, nature, being and in long nature. drives, connection with nature, all of that. And, and just unplugging like less input and more silence is, you know, a little note that I made for myself when we started here, because, um, we're so connected and we're so always in, 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 and, there's no stillness in that. Like some part of the brain's always going, some part of the energy field's always activated. Whether we realize it or not, they're sending stimuli through our body in various ways. Yeah. Um, 5G? <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot bombarding. You know, I mean, we can totally get into all of the different weird, nefarious things that we see happening, but that's not, you know, that that in itself is just a trip. It's part of a process, but certainly not anything to focus on. You're going to be drawn to the information that you need. But the important thing always to remember is it does not matter what you're feeling. Remember that it's what you want. That's what we focus on, what you want. If you want the peace and you want the love and you want the abundance and you want all these things that we know are, are what a human is meant to experience, we know this. We feel it. Then it's like, okay, we have to we have to learn how to navigate this kind of tumultuous energetic mind narrative that keeps being played so that we can it's a practice it is it, it is. takes a lot of practice to be able to pilfer through all of the stuff that's coming at us and keep that light keep that what we want first and foremost even when we drop in our energy or we drop in our frequency does not matter even you know you got to keep that what do you want because we're really powerful and and it does matter what we're thinking thoughts are things they are frequencies yeah and they do create so that it's not meant to be afraid of that but it is meant to be really aware of it and still go through your process just yeah. realize i'm going through my process doesn't mean it's real but I just want to go through it because this is how I feel. Then you can release it. Go back to what you want. That's so you it. said a couple of things in there. I'm just scribbling notes on what you just said. Because the couple, couple of points you really touched on are super important, right? I think, you know, when there is so much going on at once and so many people are empaths and the collective is just really at a higher, um, you know, orange to red level of, like warning warning <laughs> or the clock is about to go off from all the drama yeah. um you know i think one thing that we do that is super helpful is is pause and go is this is this real like is what i'm feeling is what i want real and, and we did an episode a couple of weeks ago on the truth and maybe is what I'm feeling, is this emotion, is this really truthful? Is this mine? Is yeah, this is this mine? Else's? 
remember, yes, is this mine? Seriously. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times it's, it's a collective fear that you're feeling, especially if you're empathic. And we are going to become more empathic, not less empathic. So we have to really learn to, to understand where we're at, you know, be able to assimilate once again, yeah. more empathy and more compassion and being more sensitive and more vulnerable, actually, not in a scary way, but in a way that's more heart oriented because our hearts are enlarging our heart or everything about us from that standpoint is actually coming forth. And we're not used to that. We feel like we need to go run under a rock to protect ourselves. And that doesn't do it. That's I like that. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> or a mechanic. Like and take off, go for a long drive. I know that was good. Right. Whatever you feel. Right. But I think that's super important um, because, you know, being told so many things, I think we have the ability and we don't always take on this ability to reject anything we're told and feel through it and feel your own truth on the other side of that. And that is tuning into those extra sensory perceptions that we all yep. hold. Yep. That is part of the superhuman, right? Because yep. you know, things beyond what you're told or what you hear, you know, things beyond what you can see. Metaphysical. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I think it's critical. Um, you know, as we said, we ask, where's this emotion coming from? Where's this thought coming from? Where's this habit coming from? And we all have habits that we've hooked into, but do we need them anymore? It's, I think out of all of them, when we get rid of, you know, the emotion, the thought, I think the habits are the hardest to break. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I was just going to, you know, put a little silly story in because when I was in my 20s and 30s, um, even on past that, like in my twenties and thirties, I'd go out and I'd celebrate New Year's and I'd often go make a New Year's dress. And my boyfriends were musicians and I'd go out to gigs and we'd get dressed up and do that. And so when I was older, whatever, I, I was staying home more. I wasn't going out as much, even sometimes then, but every year as it came up to New Year's, I get this wild, crazy hankering to go buy a New Year's dress or go make a New Year's dress. And it was the most insane thing to my mind. I'm like, why? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. And then I realized it wasn't even my thought. I was just completely tuned into the collective energies of what everyone was thinking at that particular time of year. And I just had to laugh because I was like, wow, that's not even my thought. That's just the collective energy. Not even what you want to do. Right. (laughs) I, I was not going away. I had no desire, but I'm like, let's go shopping. And I'm like, so I have these dresses that I had, I don't have them, hanging that I never wore. And I was like, what was that about? And once I finally figured out, like, just the collective energy was so strong because everyone was doing it. It was New Year's for everyone around the world. And everyone had plans. And the collective energy was so strong. That's how those kind of things can affect us. Oh, yeah. So as... The rest of the collective is disrupting into chaos because their world is changing as, as their frequencies change, but they don't necessarily aren't aware of what's going on and they don't know what's going on. Um, I think, you know, the more we can step into our presence and and that's different than stillness, right? Our presence, and that's such a hard thing to put in words. But our presence is our beingness. It's our core soul essence coming through. And 
you know, cultivating the ability to be more in our presence than just once in a while in our presence and navigating our lives from that is a much more stable place altogether. And we don't feel the, the huge influences quite as much. Well, yeah. And, and too, as I think, as we're practicing how that shows up for each of us, but what I've experienced in practicing being in my presence, um, typically (laughs) what I see is life will give you a situation that will allow you to practice using your voice or um, standing your ground or knowing your truth and not wobbling in it. So whatever this thing is, you get a chance to really practice that with something that's um, can take you out if you're not careful. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we all have that. And what I, it, and sometimes it swings like a pendulum, especially if it's been a real kind of shadow side that you've had that you've not wanted to look at. Shadow meaning pushed down energetically. You haven't looked at it. You have a subconscious, it goes into your subconscious because you're not able to um, look at it. You're not, you, you push it away. It's something you don't want to see. It's your shadow side. So that has to come up. It has to come up to bring into your consciousness so that you can see it. You bring it to light and that's where the healing happens. That's where the change happens. And we get a chance to really experience that as, as your presence because you are being you, you know? And so oftentimes it takes that as the pendulum swings from being something that has been hidden in you to something that has come forth and it can really roar. <laughs> I mean, that's something that <laughs> that's something that I've really experienced. <laughs> and, um, you know, as we're, as we're going through this, a lot of people will talk about, Oh my God, where did that come from? It's just, well, Hey, there's a, there's been a lot of suppressed stuff and we're also taking on a lot of the collective energy that were people are unconscious to what's going on and they push it all aside. Well, guess what? If you're a higher frequency and you're able to help take some of that on, whether you're conscious of it or not, you're going to, because we're oh, that's all connected. So that we're is so, so connected. So yeah. And as a light worker, that's kind of part of the gig. It is. Yeah. It absolutely. <laughs> is. You might not, and if you're new to this game, and as we're all going, we're all at different levels. Um, you're going to be in a room with people and you're going to be activated to help clear something in someone. Yeah. You're not going to know what's going on at first. Mm-hmm. And that person may never, ever have a clue, mm-hmm. but you will. <laughs> oh, oh, that happens a lot. And you'll go, wait a second. Why did I just have that, that encounter with that person? I didn't even know that person, but you could tell that it was necessary, not because you wanted it, right. but it was just something that happened in that moment. And you are blown away that you're this vehicle. And it's so obvious to you that you had just been used as a vehicle. Right. I just had that experience actually with somebody <laughs> just, just before this podcast Wow! Um, told me, she, she called me and she said, I just have to say, God really wanted me to tell you, I really love you and thank you so much because you played a role for, and I knew it when it happened. That's why I didn't freak out. But I mean, this, this person really let out a lot of intense at me when it wasn't, it wasn't for, it wasn't, I didn't do anything. I was just helping this person, but it was easy for me to see that she had to let this out. And I was playing 
some role for her. Yeah. Even in her own mind, I was playing this role so that it could trigger something to release something. And I knew that that's what it was. I couldn't take it personally. Of course, it was, it took a while for us to start really talking again because I went, wow, I really trigger her. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, she, she did see it because she's a very conscious being mm-hmm. and she's a lovely soul. So she did see it and she did apologize at first, but now she really sees it. And so she just had to call to, to be her sweetness and say, thank you for that, you know? And, and it was just wow. like, I knew I could see, I know. And I've, I've been that for people and people have been that for me. So I'm aware of how we, how life uses us <laughs> again to nudge us so that we can either release some energy that's some charged energy that's stuck in our field that needs to be released so that we can move into that other frequency, a higher frequency. These, these, these stuck charges will keep us from being able to heal, which will keep us from being able to move into a higher frequency. So it, we're going to be compressed and those things are going to be pushed out, you know? Yes. The more we rise, the more we heal mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that that complete transmutation of our cellular um, and energetic, because once our energy changes, it changes the structure of our physicality as well. Yeah. Uh, it always starts with energy before it comes into the physical. It, it's all going to transmute. It's all about the transmutation. And that's, you know, as I love this conversation because this is so, so the, the crux of being a human being and a new human. Uh, yeah. It's an old human and a new human. <laughs> you know, our new human is really just being our original real human the natural organic super exactly human we, already world. Are. <laughs> we already are this and it's been usurped or we've let it be usurped in this experiment of going but no one has taught world. us right and we had all yeah. these abilities and someone forgot or they didn't teach us so they intentionally did it oh, very intentionally yeah and it was up to us to like climb up through and just like uh, because now the joy of experiencing yourself as a real, natural, atomite human being with this massive heart that transmutes anything around it. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that there's nothing like that. This being a human being is phenomenal. Our planet Earth is phenomenal. Gorgeous. And it's enough to make us all come back here just to help the Earth because of the beauty of what our Earth is. And we are that. Yeah. Right? So so let's just talk about a few things we can do to keep up that vibe when we're have when we're struggling when we have like gone back into the 3d reality and and you know there's only so far into it that we'll be able to sink (laughs) right and i don't want to use it to sound negative as it is because it's all a natural process but um you know, when we find ourselves in that, there's definitely some things around. We have tools to help mitigate it and help bring us back up to that higher vibration. And some of it is that emotional release, just to let out, don't repress, don't repress anything, don't keep it in, don't take it out on another person, but get in your car, close the doors, drive down to a quiet, deserted stretch of road, Bring a pillow, scream and hit the pillow, let it out. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done that before. 
I have too. I've driven down the freeway at the top of my lung, not in a long time, but like driving down and the windows are shut and the music's blasting. You scream your head off and you just get the energy out. It's just energy at that point. And release. It's that's that beautiful release. But we don't always have that luxury. So what are some of the other things we can do? I mean, I know we both have meditation practices and that's always very, very nurturing and healing and ultimately well it's funny you say that because both of us have written out different things like i i will put it on um i i have it written in an article that i will be putting it out anyway because it's like i think it was five ways to or maybe it was something about things that happen when when you don't experience healing what is it that can prevent you from healing Uh it's almost like there are so many things that you can do what is it that's actually preventing you so but these are the things, I mean, they're some of the things that I can think of right away that work for me and different things work for different people. Right. But um, yes, letting out the anger when it comes. Um, and if you do have the opportunity to have a conversation with, with that person, like for me, I've had the opportunity to go through some really core, core stuff, even ancestrally, and um, really work at the core issue of helping the whole generational DNA line, the whole lineage. That's like my, the buck stops here is what I'm saying. And so I'm not going to allow, you know, any, any, anything that I can help clear up from my, from me up to all of, from the generations all above is, is what we've been clearing out is what I've been helping to clear up. It's not just my stuff, right? And, and it's super important because that's epigenetic in our DNA anyway. So when we clear our from our ancestral Absolutely. lines, we are clearing that out of our DNA, which is imprint the, all those energetic signatures. So. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of times I realize I'm working through the stuff that my mom could not work through. Right. And it's, and it's really from the maternal standpoint. I went through it for first my father and then my mother. And I'm doing a lot of that work for them because we're all connected and hey, as long as humans are having humans that come through humans, we're going to be passing on this DNA and we need to do it in a conscious manner, not to just, right. So that's, that's part of it. So talking to conversations with the parents, if possible, is super, super, super healing and not from a place of you're this and you're that you did this and you did that. It's got to come from a place of, I really want to help us, clear and and bring healing into the whole family because I feel really drawn to do that and it's amazing to see what happens when you have that intention and you stick to it and you let them see that you mean that it's the same thing I've I've seen such tremendous shifts happen like in my own family now um uh, it's it's phenomenal because I know my mom has seen me do the things that I good to help her. And I'm always there for her when she's got her stuff going on, like, you know, let it out, release it. I'm here for you. And she knows that's, that's real. That is love to allow somebody else to release what is bog, what's bogging them down. And so there's that whole element of just being there compassionately with somebody that you really love or sharing this, even if it's scary, this really bothers me. And I don't know, I, you know, being honest about how you feel with somebody that maybe it's frightening with is one way to really get a quick healing and a quick um, uh, frequency change. 
It's yeah. not, not necessarily easy, but it's free and it's quick and it really, really, really works. And I highly recommend taking the, the brave standpoint of doing that when you, if you can, try, if you can, and share that love, let them know how much you love them, that you want the healing to happen. A lot of people won't take that step, but I find it to be really quite incredible. So that's, that's one thing you can do that's, you know, free, cheap, fast. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And just on that note, um, when my dad, who's now passed, he had a stroke and I was trying to help him on an energy level because I'm an energy healer, as you know. Um, but I don't know if the audience knows that. And there were certain things that I couldn't release in him until I worked on his father who had passed, of course, long before that. And cause he had a stroke too. And there were just certain things that were held in, in that. And I don't even know what it was. I was it the ancestral DNA was it the genetic lineage, which is what was passed on. I'm sure it was probably all of those things, mm-hmm. but just to be able to help my father, I had to release what was going on with his father in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was critical. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So the, we, we don't even know how we pick things up, but we do. If we, and it's not just physical. Um, when we have, sorry, cat, when we have, um, 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 problems with money, things like that. Our parents were in World War II and they were in the great, and their parents were in the Great Depression. And, um, you know, there's a whole set of factors and influence that comes out of that for so many people as well. And it's critical that we go back and work on those things. That is the linear, non-linear, <laughs> uh, um, right. you know, healing that has to happen for the planet to move its people forward. So whenever you're called in, into those situations, just let them happen. Don't even question yeah. it. Yeah. Let them happen and, and do your best to remain, you know, just remember you're the heart, even if the emotions do take over, because that's going to happen. And, and it's okay. Cause there's, there's literally charges they're charges of emotion that's stuck in the body. It gets stuck and then it creates issues with the body if it's not released. Right. So I'm always grateful. And I, I mean, I'm very aware of myself from being in the healing, you know, in the healing energy healing for so long. I know what it, what it takes. And I know if I start feeling bizarre or if I start feeling angry or agitated, it doesn't take long for that to finally bubble up into crying. And then it releases and I'm healed. You know, it can take, up to 48 hours sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I just, I just want this to bubble up and come out in my tears, you know, cause that okay. always allows, but I can't force it. Yeah. It just typically happens that it way. It comes when it's ready. It comes when it's ready. And it's funny, again, life will do something like some stupid commercial will come on that will allow me to cry or I don't know, something, something will happen to bring that out. And then the healing, boom, I just know myself and that's how I can see that it works. But, you know, it might be different for other people. But however healing happens for you, definitely I'd say focus number one to bring the frequency, your frequency up because of everything that's going on and what, what you are doing for this planet. If, you, if, if you're identifying with, you know, being a uh, servant of humanity, this is going to be part of it. <laughs> this is definitely going to be part of it. And, and it's good to just go up. Hey, I, I get it. I'm going to be available to this and your frequency will raise really fast. There's, there's no other way around that. And then 
there's something else too besides being doing that, being in nature and, and grounding in nature, mm-hmm. petting, petting an animal. I mean, there's hugging I, a tree. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. <laughs> so true. Those those two things are my life go-to. Walking in nature, really mm-hmm. being in nature, looking at the birds, looking how everything around you is aware of you when you're walking in nature because it's all alive. So there's this beautiful concert of energy, love energy that's going on. And when you're aware of that, it transforms anything you're going through. And then you've got your pets or any animal that you can be around, even if it's not your pet, to be able to love because that energy, I mean, walk down the path and the dog's coming towards you with their people and they're like, there you are. And that stops and it wants to, you know, wants you to pet them. And it's such a love fest. That, yeah, that connection. changes everything, that connection. connection. Yeah. Love that. So that's another one. <laughs> free again. Yeah. It's all, free. It's all of this is free. So I'm going to talk from a perspective of I'm still having the nine to five job on top of all of these other things that have been going on in my life as I'm in the transition. Um, and that's tough on the body and it's tough on the mind because you're constantly, you're on someone else's schedule to start and people have different stressors at their jobs and different kinds of things through the day. So, you know, some days I come home and I don't want to do anything and I just let myself not do anything. Um, a lot of days I will just meditate before I go to bed, even if it's not long, start my day in stillness But really, I try and find time. It used to be more about creativity. I used to have this driving passion to be, I have to do something creative because I had a connection to it that I thought was my ego and, oh, I'm an artist and I do these things. Well, really, that's what the mind thought, but that's not what was going on. What was really happening was I'm completely not in my mind. I'm completely not absorbed in anything of this world when we're in those really creative pursuits. Completely and totally agree. That's, that is 100%. If I'm not, if I'm exactly, if I don't feel I'm in that creative place, I, I hurt. I mean, it, it literally hurts the the creative essence. I've talked that I've talked to that a lot, that creative essence, that is our flow. It's our godliness, really. It's the creative energy. It's creation that's flowing through us and then we can put it on paper or we can put it on a, you know, write it out or sing it out or dance it out or whatever. But really, really that is super critical as well. That's huge. Yeah, And it regenerates us and it refreshes us. And that's the same with doing energy work. There are days that I think I'm just too tired to do energy sessions. And like, you know what, when you show up for service, you don't have to not be tired because the energy comes through and it's not you doing the energy work. You just show up. The energy comes through. All you need is some time to like download, you know, get, get everything out that was going on. The energy comes through you and it energizes you while it's helping another person. (laughs) It's like amazing. You're, You're just getting out of the way, but it's still working on you while you're completely out of the way and helping someone else. Yes. facilitate their healing and that's one of the favorite things about doing energy work um but really i try not to do that after a long tired day i want to be still and pure to give my clients the best experience right. but 
okay, I had a long week. I'm not going to do it after a long day, but on a Saturday, I'm tired. I'm recovering. It doesn't matter. That recovers me quicker than anything. All I have to do is be the mind gone and I'm in receptivity and it takes over. It just uses this body as a vessel and a vehicle and it energizes us at the same time. And that's just phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Well, it's, <laughs> you're it's in like the law, getting the law of reciprocity, right? To yeah. give, you give love, you, you get love when you give love. It's like, I, I learned that in, in the spiritual group that we were in. I, I really experienced that because I would feel, I, you know, I just, I, if I was feeling a lack, um, the teacher would say, well, give, go give love, go do service, go do something. And you'd fill yourself, you know, you fill yourself with that love because that love is coming from you. You're not getting it from something else. And you're actually experiencing something, another situation, another person is an excuse for you to give that love too, and you feel it as it's coming out, but it's, it's the, it's the love energy. It's the love essence that's coming through the heart. You know, that's going outwards <laughs> and it's coming from you and you get a chance to experience yourself as the, I, the creator of the love. It's <laughs> big. I mean, it is really big when you, when you look at it that way, but it's, you know, when it's energy is the same way. And I used to play with that with even, could I just do that even with money? Could I get money by giving it? You know, I mean, I wrote a, I wrote a blog post on that because I, I used that as an experiment and yes, that actually happened. The more I focused on helping other people get money, the more money was coming to me That's in very strange ways. I mean, really, really weird, like, miraculous ways and uh it proved to me that the law of reciprocity worked with everything because I had you know a lot of judgments with money there was the issues of money and my parents and everything for that I can always remember so I just went forget that let's just try this experiment and see if this works and it it does work and it's it's pretty amazing how that yeah that's beautiful so um, I want to talk about my super spiritual Sundays. But first of all, I want to talk about one really odd thing that makes me feel so refreshed other than a long, hot, watery shower that just washes the energy off of us. And, and, and water will do that. It's the ultimate cleanser. So please, you know, remember that. Drink pure water and bathe in pure water, and that will help clear out the um, aberrant frequencies. But, um, you know, I have this red light bulb, red heat bulb. It's not a, I have a red laser too, and that's a little different, but this is a Therabulb red lamp and it's got 680 and 880 nanometers. When I sit under this thing and I started doing it just to get my, um, you know, I don't, my body doesn't like the damp at all. So I kind of did it as a health thing, but it changes my energy field to like very grounded and calm and relaxed. And I don't, I didn't expect that at all. So I'm just bringing that up here that that's something people can try. It's just like being in the sun almost. It's giving you the 600 and 800 ultra um, near infrared waves. Yeah. I was going to say it's near infrared, which you can do near infrared sauna. 
which yeah. I think is much better than the far infrared. They both have benefits, but the near infrared, it's a lot less expensive for one. Yep. You use um, as a bulb, just an incandescent, an incandescent bulb or the red one, like you're talking about, you can get kits. And I, oh, I always wanted to get one of those things because you can create the most amazing sauna in a sweat and just put it. Yeah, I haven't gone that far, (laughs) but I want to. And, you know, you won't need to being where you live. It's going to be very hot and humid soon. But um, but especially for the wintertime and and you do get a lot of really good. It's very calming and grounding. That was something I didn't even think of. I did not realize how grounding it would be. And sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes when we're in our minds all the time. That red is the root chakra. Yeah. So, you know, it completely makes sense, but I didn't yeah. go there for that reason. So I kind of was shocked at its, as its effects, mm-hmm. but it is completely grounding and calming. And we are, especially star seeds. When I do energy work on star seeds, they are not grounded people. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I know this. I'm in my top chakras all the time. Yeah. And most of the star seeds are, and you know, we really to be effective on this earth as, as we come from other realms to help what's going on in the earth and to help transition the earth. You know, we've wanted to not do this because there's, you know, we're, we we don't want to have to deal with the with the nastiness that's here, the judgment of the nastiness. It's just very yeah. foreign. It's very foreign to those of us that are used to instant manifestation and we're used to being in the higher frequency and here we are. But we are in our beloved, we're helping our beloved planet as well as each other. Plus, we're getting whatever benefits we get from doing this, being here. So there's there's a lot to it. But staying grounded, I mean, I don't know how many times that I've just wanted to float away, float away, <laughs> float, 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 float. It's just like, no, be here. It took a long time. It took a long time and a lot of kind of harsh realities i mean i moved to new york for one to ground <laughs> no <laughs> i mean it's on a big crystal bed right i mean new york city manhattan is it yeah that's what i've heard really? i've heard it's it's yeah I that's what it's Carolina so, is. i didn't it's know that so manic. Wow. there's so much energy in that area and it's because of something to do with crystal um on a crystal bed or something i have heard that no yeah I knew that was North Carolina um, with Asheville, but I didn't know that about New York. Well, I'm headed there tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Fine, fine. Let's find out if that's true. Regardless, something about that area does bring out a lot of, it It, it exacerbates energy, it, not necessarily in a bad way. It brings it right. out. So it's, yeah, true. it's, yeah, very much so. So it is very grounding at the same time as it's very lively. And it's, oh, okay. So and that two years of that, I was near dead. I mean, it's just, it blew me out. I grew um, up there. So just, <laughs> it just blew out my nervous system. And then I had to go to the beach in Florida, but, but I could see that it was necessary in certain ways. And, you know, of course, then you reach your balance and everything, which was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's an important one to, to ground and to let yourself be on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely use that core so that you're always bringing it through, down through your feet, down into the core, the heart of Mother Earth when you're doing anything so that you have that. 
Yeah, go barefoot when you can. Whenever I'm hiking out in Sedona, the guides tell me to take off my shoes barefoot, and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to talk about a couple other things for those who have the busy work um, week because the creativity, the grounding red infrared, uh, near infrared, and you know, there's a number of, uh, and I, you know, I'm going to preface this. I don't necessarily go to gurus and shamans and spiritual teachers these days to experience myself or to experience, um, you know, a spirituality through them. I go to where I can either practice what I already know just to keep me practiced in it and, you know, keep coming back. And also for those that are moving huge amounts of high frequency energy and downloads. And so I, there's three that I do semi-regularly and one is a shaman and he's an energetic portal and we go deep into galactic frequency, very high, I shouldn't say deep, into galactic frequencies and really connect with our being in our own being in other dimensions. And so that's something I do that always, you know, brings me back centered if I'm having a really tough energetic balance week. Um, and then there's one that teacher, um, that goes to meditation, just straight, pure meditation, lose any thoughts, lose the mind, just pure, um, dhyana meditation. And that's very, very helpful to maintain that practice. And then the other one is, um, they, they're amazing at helping clear out the, the shadow work without calling it that or without working in the same way, but that's what it does. And they use a lot of downloads um, to bring in the abilities and traits and things like that that we hadn't experienced before to help change our core energetic body. And they work with, they say they work with light beings and um, basically it's really high energy vibration transformation. And I partake in these things, these three different things, because I've seen fast and permanent transformation of my own being in those states. So I think if you're, um, you know, in the world more, because there were times in my life where I was less in the world (laughs) and I was more in that perfect little cave that I loved Mm -hmm. and I didn't need those things as much, right? Because you've got your practice and you know what you're doing and you're just going deeper into who you are. But when you're on someone else's schedule and agenda and you're running a company or, you know, running a department and it's just nonstop mind, 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 mind. And there's not a lot of time for you or even for sleep (laughs) or certainly for creative pursuits. You know, that's why those three things have been critical in helping my progression. And I feel like they've come together in a really beautiful way because I've, you know, gosh, been a seeker forever. And so there's just some things that I've chosen to keep in my life for different reasons. And those are, you know, uh, you've heard my three reasons for them. And, um, and, and so don't, you don't have to go into a guru or a teacher with the intent on being a devotee and being a disciple and, you know, buying on to the whole, um, 
and I hate to sound negative about it because there are beautiful situations and people who do take on discipleship um, and get transformation and enlightenment, but you don't have to. There's other reasons and other ways to interact with these beautiful, powerful beings who are there to help transform the planet and to help transform the beings on the planet. So you don't have to sign your life away on the dotted line. Um, and if anyone's asking you to do that, run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be very careful of the contracts they want you to sign. Right? Exactly. Anyone who is there in service, they, they're not caring. You know, they, they don't care why you're there. They know that the ability they bring through on this plane is going to help you and other people. So just know that if the, these beings exist and you don't have to sign up, but if you think you want to try it or you need some help or if it's something that helps get you back to center quickly and or it progresses, you know, your progress, if you need hand getting past something, you're stuck, these things are great for that. So it's a resource that I like to talk about. I know it's very, um, you know, the guru is inside and I believe that completely. But there are beings that are there to help us. This is like we're helping facilitators. Yeah, catalysts. And it depends on on where you're at, what you need, what you're drawn to. And there's different levels to it. There's always going to be a deeper level. It's like I I know that after we were we were talked about being in the same spiritual community. I was there for 17 years. I don't know. That's amazing. Wow, long time. So by the time I I got out, I knew that. I had, I had gotten, I'd received everything that I needed to receive and assimilate and bring into the world, mm-hmm. really assimilate what I, what I gleaned and what, you know, what I had transformed into, bring it and understand it and share it and do all of that, which was a whole other part of, you know, my progression. And through that, what I discovered was I went the complete opposite where it was, I realized I need to go nowhere but myself now I didn't for me I wanted to experience and experiment with well I felt like if I go keep going to you know get my cards read or go to whoever and learn this and learn that because I was absorbing all these different things and that was beautiful I was drawn to it there's nothing wrong with it at all but I just hit a certain point where I'm like wait a second if I keep feeling like I need something external i'm telling the universe that i don't have it within me and it's just something that i wanted to experience so i went you know what i'm not going to go to any psychics i'm not going to go to any guru i'm not going to talk to any shamans because i was around all of it yeah and um i'm not going to do it i'm just going to have to do that we all have to take responsibility for our own growth no other person is ever right well either, either way whether you're talking to somebody or not doesn't matter right you still yeah. have to take responsibility for your actions and your thoughts and your feelings no one else can do that it does not yeah. matter if you, you have, have to do the work or not. <laughs> none of that matters but for me i just wanted that experiment you know like that's just not because i wanted the universe to know I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be given the wrong message that I need somebody outside of myself. So just know universe that it's me and you, it's just me and you. 
and that's what I did. I did that for a while and it was really interesting because that's awesome. I just have these different experiments where like my experiment of being completely honest for a while or you know, <laughs> has stayed. It's it's just trying that as an experiment or trying this as an experiment and see see what happens. You know, I, I do that a lot. And that was one of them. And it felt really good doing that. And then in time, I mean, a few years passed because I really did this for quite a while. And then I went, oh, you know what? I'm going to call this, I'm going to get a reading. And I went with a friend and it was like, God, I hadn't done this in like five or seven years. And it was fun. And the interesting part about that though, is as I was going and getting readings, my friend had, she loved getting readings. So I'd go with her. I kept hearing the same thing. Yeah. Every single <laughs> different psychic that I went to. It was always the same. <laughs> always the same. So finally I just went, okay. I'm not getting anything new from any of them. Right. Yeah. And then you do have to go deep within. It's true. <laughs> they were all different. And they all had the same thing to say. And I just went, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. So and we'll get into that kind of stuff later. Mm-hmm. I think we're probably getting close to an hour, if not past an hour I now. I think we're there again. We do this way too easily. But yeah, well, it's great because we don't look at the clock, but it just starts feeling like, well, oh. I said a timer after 40 minutes and we heard that go off. But oh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. I didn't even know you said a timer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're there. Um, but yeah, just let's talk about that. I think conscious community was, yeah. um, you know, we made fun of ourselves talking about, oh, we're with conscious friends and conscious community. And, you know, we made a little bit of a joke about it when we we're in that spiritual group, but it's so critical to have people on the same page and everyone's supporting each other's um, awakening and ascension and people do not put up with other people's, you know, stuff (laughs) that they don't need to. They'll call them on it and they're like, thank you. There's no conflict about it. It's thank you. It's always a yes. It's always a thank you. And that really shows how people can be in service to each other Mm -hmm. and which leads to service of the entire planet. If we all had that attitude, yeah, definitely. And, and just even just as a way, a way to live as we age and a way for people to be um, educated is that when they're young and then ways for people to transition that are conscious and the whole social construct of, you know, living, living a life, having a beautiful place for, for pets to be in, beautiful place. I mean, there's, there's so much that we can do differently as a as a living in a living situation a cohabitation and just you know that we I mean because I've gone deep into imagination and different looking into different co-housing and looking into different mm-hmm. situations and ways that people can live and educate our children and help people that are aging and healing and all of these different things and putting it having having it in more of a village as they say it takes a village in more of a village situation is kind of how it's always been in the indigenous we're always around exactly you know i mean there's reasons multi-generational yeah multi-generational and it's important it's important to bring that now because we're we're going to need to have communities almost i hate to say for survival but it's just everything works better when you have your own foods and you have your own you know ways to sustain yourself and you have a society that's loving and caring and everybody has value within that village or within that society, within that 
construct, whatever it is that you yeah. want to call it. It could be and smaller. Could definitely, be yeah, and there's definitely been some fantastic examples of them. And I can't remember the one I just watched a documentary on, but I do have a friend who went to live in Daman. Domenher? Domenher in Italy? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Domenher. Domenher. Yeah, and they have different groups within that community that have all um, taken on, you know, shared interests. And they all have difference, but they're in little pods within that community. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. And I think just understanding um, that people can help each other and do support each other and support. And that we have gotten very far away, gone to a nuclear family, kind of, that was something that has taken us away from our, our roots of being just indigenous in villages. And those villages, everybody had um, equal, or they had value. They were all, every single person in the village has value. And from the time that they're born to the time that they pass on a transition, whatever you want to call it. And, and it's really important because this makes a value of life. It makes, it makes life really, really valuable. And that is the kind of project that um, 5D, a new human, we're going to be able to create together. I think we're way over time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Fun. And how, how do you guys come back to the fifth dimension? How do you guys progress onwards? Um, what are your ascension symptoms? How are you dealing with it? What's the biggest challenge right now for everyone that they're feeling? And, and how can we um, really... Yeah, what do, you, what do you do? What do you do to mitigate you know, what, what you're going through? What are, what are your core, core things that you're experiencing that if you could talk to somebody about something that, you know, what, what would it be? You know, let us know because these are the things that we help each other with. We, we are the pioneers in this time period right now. We're the ones holding the torch. Yeah. So we need to be here for each other. This is why we're here. We're here to help one another be the strongest, best version of what we are going through things what we are not used to going through. So we're, we're here for you and we're here for each other. Yeah. So you're here for us too. (laughs) (laughs) You're here for us. So we want to, we want to get to know what it is that, you know, you're experiencing definitely. And we help each other evolve. And, And that's the way it has to be. No one can do this isolated. We're all here doing this together. Exactly. Okay, thank you for joining us for another episode of the New Human Podcast. Thank you.